The people are reminded of God's never-failing love. Because the Lord is always in their midst, his people will be delivered from exile, assigned to the whole world of the Lord's might. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, Because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you, I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away. and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 29, found on page 4 of your service bulletin. Please stand as you are able and sing.
Peter and John travel to Samaria to greet the new Christians there. The believers have their baptisms completed as the apostles bestow the gift of the Holy Spirit upon them. A reading from the, the Acts of the Apostles. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The two went down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet the Spirit had not come upon them, and they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Luke makes a big deal of the Holy Spirit, um, both throughout his gospel and then through the book of Acts. Um, The Holy Spirit shows up at key moments. Um, It's interesting, however, that um, our translations are problematic. Um, Most often he uses the phrase Holy Spirit without the article. Um, So it's not the Holy Spirit, it's just Holy Spirit. A better translation might be holy breath. Um, Spirit and breath mean the the same thing. So that most often what's showing up for people is holy breath. A good example is the 120 in the upper room on Pentecost Day. There's a great sound. The wind comes and holy breath falls on them. And then they go out and begin to proclaim the mighty deeds of God in languages not their own. That's often what happens in Luke's story when holy breath shows up. People begin to speak. Gee, no surprise, you have to draw a breath before you begin to speak. So Luke uses that image of holy breath um, and then speaking. When the Holy Spirit comes on Jesus in bodily form, that's one of the few times when Luke uses the article um, that the Holy Spirit came. But in this passage, he says, has John the Baptist say, After me is coming one more powerful than me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you in holy breath and fire. What is it like to be baptized in holy breath and fire? I can't imagine it to be very pleasant. Um, An interesting thing is we've shifted from the um, prayer book lectionary to the revised common lectionary. 
We used to leave out verse 17 um, in this reading of Jesus' baptism. And verse 17 is that verse that says, His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the threshing floor. The wheat he will gather into his barn, and the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. When we hear that, at least when I hear that, I tend to go back to Psalm 1 and think of certain sorts of wheaty people. That's us, right? We're going to be gathered into the treasury and certain sorts of chaffy people who will be blown away. God you know, doesn't like the unrighteous. God will burn them up with unquenchable fire. But I don't think that that's what Luke has in mind. Um, we hear that judgment as if judging people. Some people are wheat, some people are chaff. I think he's talking about all of us. The chaff in all of our lives has to get burnt away. Chaff, if you know anything about wheat, is that protective cover um, that surrounds the grain. Oftentimes when you're buying organic rice, you get some of the, the shells in there, the chaff, and they're not very pleasant to eat. They're kind of crunchy, and you have to pull them out. That protective shell has to go away. So I want to tell a little personal story and then bring it back to chaff. You've all heard me um, recently talking about my father um, going into a nursing home. I uh, got back from Louis and immediately had to shift gears into, into thinking about that. Flew out to Colorado on December 13th, stayed for a week. Um, he'd been put in a nursing home. I had to go help my mom get the finances all straightened out, figure out what was going to happen. He had taken a very precipitous downturn, his health had, um, both in physical weakness and in confusion. Um, we'd always sort of known Dad was forgetful, um, but then all of a sudden, just right over the edge, um, took him to the neurologist. The neurologist said, yep, frontotemporal dementia, um, but came on so fast, there's probably something underlying it. Well, my sister, who's a nurse, um, knew that he had been put on Pepto-Bismol four times a day to control some other things and thought, well, bismuth poisoning, that could be a problem. Let's get him off the Pepto-Bismol. Well, it takes about four weeks for the bismuth to get out of your system, to start to get out of your system. Well, guess what? I got a call last week. Um, he's back. Um, he got bored being in the nursing home and decided to do some exercises and started by doing push-ups. He started with one a day. He's now doing 16 a day. The Friday before I left, after I'd been out there, I had a conversation with him that just kind of rambled all over. It wasn't really a conversation. It was just kind of word salad. I talked to him on the phone yesterday for 15 minutes, coherent, straight line conversation. Now, he's still got dementia. He's still going downhill. Um, will go downhill in, in the course of time. But they brought him home. He's at home. Um, He's coherent. He, can, he wrote a two-page letter uh, to my brother-in-law. A couple of weeks ago, he tried to write a letter to his cousin, and couldn't, he couldn't even read the words. This was coherent, and the sentences were complete. But in all of that, I have asked for your prayers, um, and you have offered them. I, I, I came and told you about what was going on. And always before, when I would say to somebody, and you know, they would tell me what was going on, I would say, well, I will pray for you. I will have you in my prayers. I always thought that sounded kind of hollow. Um, but let me tell you, from the other side, it doesn't feel hollow at all. Um, I got people sending me cards. I got people sending me emails. Um, you face-to-face -face saying you're in my prayers. It means a lot. It means a lot. Um, 
There were times that people would tell me they were praying for me and I would have to turn around and blink my eyes a bunch of times to fight back the tears. Um, it means a lot. What Luke is talking about is removing that chaff, that protective shell, so that we can be vulnerable to each other. I came back from Louis the first time and said, I want 30% of the congregation involved in hands-on, face-to-face ministry once a month and in weekly reflection. Well, we did the hands-on, face-to-face ministry really well. Just look at the mission tree out there and all of the ornaments of what people are doing. We've got people um, faithfully doing things like Feed My People, um, Ronald McDonald House, the Peace Meal, um, Meals on Wheels. Folks have taken that and done it. We've got 30% doing that. We haven't been so good at the 30% involved in reflection. Why? Because we have to be vulnerable to each other to be in reflection. If you're in a group of people and you're saying, this is what God means to me, you have to take the chaff off. You have to be open and vulnerable. Um, That's scary. But if we're going to be on fire, and notice that whenever the Holy Spirit shows up in Luke's Gospel, people get on fire, They go out and start talking about what God has done for them. If we're going to be on fire, we have to let that chaff go away. Um, The vestry is looking at a budget this year that has a deficit in it, a big deficit. Um, Not huge, but big. Um, And and we've said we're going to go ahead with that. We'll have to, you know, sell stock or whatever it is. But I've said on one condition that I get a buy-in from the vestry that this year is not business as usual. What does it mean to be baptized in Holy Spirit and fire? We're going to have to find out this year. We're going to have to figure out what that looks like. We're going to have to get on fire. And I suspect that it has a lot to do with losing our vulnerability. Whenever before I would say to somebody, oh, I'll pray for you, eh, sounded hollow. Now I know what it means. Now I'm ready to talk about this is important stuff, people. This is what my church does for me. That's what we need to be willing to do. That's what the Holy Spirit does whenever the Holy Spirit shows up in Luke or Acts. People go out and say, this is what God is doing for me. We have to lose our vulnerability. The chaff gets burnt in the fire, but the grain gets gathered into the treasury. What does it mean to be baptized with Holy Spirit and fire? Hold on, it's going to be a wild ride, but I think important. Amen.